Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Weekly Fixed. I am your co-host, Jacob, and joined, as always, is my great co-host, Zane. Zane, how was your week this past week? Man, my week was really good. Um, it was busy, but I, I actually I was able to take a few days off and uh, just spend some great time with family and some friends. Um, so it was, a, it was a very nice week. I'm getting ready for the holiday season. Got all our Christmas shopping done. Uh, some presents wrapped and so it was it was really good well it's good you're able to get a little bit of relaxation in because as always the christmas season is always very busy i had a very similar week got some i think i'm about finished christmas shopping um so that's always nice to be done christmas shopping but as always we're gonna have busy weeks coming up traveling everywhere to see all the family and all that fun stuff but we have another great episode planned for you guys this week lots of fun stuff to talk about even though we don't have a whole lot of new information to talk about we came up with some cool questions zane actually found an awesome list over on x we're going to be breaking down a little bit and telling you guys some of our favorite star wars uh stuff such as characters lightsabers all that fun stuff but we have a great episode planned as always but the first thing i want to talk about is a little bit of the news that we have heard this week and i think the big one was probably the new Echo trailer we got, and then also they revealed that all the episodes are going to be dropping at one time, which is a little bit different for Disney+. Plus. Are you excited that we're getting all episodes at once, and tell me what you thought about the trailer? So the new trailer, I thought, was just more of the same. Um, I guess it was like a TV um, trailer. It wasn't really a full-length trailer, but man, it just it looks it looks gritty. It looks violent. It looks, uh, it looks like a really good watch, and true to um you know the characters from where they came from on netflix so i know echo was in the hawkeye series um and you know she had a, a little bit of character arc in there but nothing too crazy um so i know a lot of people didn't love her and didn't understand why she's getting a spinoff but i really really am excited for this wilson fisk is just uh one of my all-time favorite villains and to see him in this role gritty dark and then also some of his charismatic side i think it's going to be a really really good watch as far as the drop in every episode at once um in my younger days when i didn't have children um and a busy <laughs> life that would have been amazing now it's like i actually kind of enjoy not having to watch it all like at the same time i will binge stuff um and i do enjoy binging I just don't have the time like I used to. Um, so I kind of yeah. like that it's spaced out a little bit. So it, it's it's a positive for those that want it. Uh, it's not really a negative, but um, it's not really the positive that it used to be. Yeah, I agree. And we've talked about it on the podcast before. I am not a fan of binge-watching stuff. I absolutely despise it. Don't know why I'm like that. But that was something, obviously, to me I was not happy about. And the reason I'm not a fan of binge-watching is because it is just so hard to sit down and watch an entire thing with how busy everybody's lives are. I always feel like stuff's going to get spoiled. So this is going to be one of those things I'm going to have to try to sit down and watch as much as I can the first night, try to just stay off social media as much as I can, and then hopefully finish it up the next night. Um but I am excited. Like you said, I think the trailer looked great. Um, Wilson Fisk is one of my favorite villains in all of Marvel. I think he's a really cool character as far as especially street-level crime goes. And I think they really did set the tone with the first trailer when we saw him you know, walk into that dark alley, beat the dude up, come out with blood all over his fist. Super, super cool. So I'm very happy that we're getting to see some of that darker side of Marvel, which I think a lot of us fans have been wanting for the most part do you agree in that we kind of want some darker stuff rather than just you know obviously kid friendly is great and that's why marvel is as big as it is but it is still fun to get some of that darker stuff i just think it's good to get the darker stuff when it's like when it's needed right like if you're going to tell dark stories and you're going to have this this uh, you know in-depth visceral world where you know somebody is like you know supposed to be super dark uh, and like especially like even like we talked about the moon knight series like if you had the capability not to be like you know excessive with it but um just like you know pervasive violence like that's not what we're wanting but like if it fits the story we want the story to be told the way that it should be told and so i think that's what people want they're like man there's moments like that it just looks like you're holding back like from the story that you want to tell yeah i agree and i feel like we like the darker stuff. I think adults as a whole usually like the stu darker stuff. Um, and But again, it does have to fit into you know what you're doing. I think it being forced 
just makes it seem like you're trying to be too much of a mature show. But if when it's done right, I think it makes it just all the better because a lot of us watching Marvel stuff, especially us that have stuck through it to this point, I would say a large majority of that viewership is probably in, you know, later teens, early 20s. You know, obviously we have some people that are older than that that really love Marvel and stuff still. But I would say for the most part, that's probably one of their bigger demographics. I don't have any numbers backing that. But it is good when, you know, we get service in a way, you know, that's not always super kid-friendly. And that's not to say kid-friendly stuff isn't good, but I do really like when we get some more of the mature stuff. Um, one of the other things I want to talk about is, I don't know if you have seen anything, we talked about video games some, um, is the new Marvel's Blade video game that they are coming out with. I've seen the trailer for it, they revealed the trailer for that at the Video Game Awards here recently. I think the trailer looks really cool, I don't know if you saw any of like the concept art that came out here recently, um, but what do you think of a Blade video game? You know, we've seen the Spider-Man games and stuff like that. We've been hearing we're going to be getting a Blade movie. It seems like that just continues to be delayed with all the uh, writer strikes and stuff. Do you think a video game is a good platform for us to get some sort of Blade stuff? You know, I just, I think it's good. Um, And I I did see the trailer. Like, it looks good. I just just don't know um, if it's going to be as good as some of the other in the universes. Like, I know uh, I didn't play the Midnight Suns game. Or is it even out yet? Um, I believe it is, but I, I didn't play it either. You know, like, it just... Marvel, to me, doesn't translate as well into video game form. Now, I know everyone loves Spider-Man. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have a PS PS5, so I haven't played it. And then also, like... So, I, I just don't know. It's just not my favorite type of game. Uh, if I'm going to play a solo campaign, I really like it to be adventure-based and make me think. Um, so, uh, and, you know, like last week we talked about our, our, our favorites. You know, those... Uh, single player, just uh, I don't know, kill shoot, shoot 'em up, kill 'em games. Um, it just isn't my favorite, and I just don't see Blade having a bunch of like challenging, like think through this stuff. It's just mainly yeah, combat not much related, solving type stuff. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of people love it. It's just not something I'm going to be uh, diving into. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I I really did. I have been lucky enough to play the Spider-Man games. I think they are some of my favorite Marvel stories we've seen. Um, I'll obviously give a video game a shot, usually when they come out. Um, But I think it's going to be fun. Hopefully it's fun. Hopefully it's not. You know, we went through a a long era of Marvel video games that came out and were just bad. I think Spider-Man fixed a lot of that. We got actually some good storytelling. Obviously, everyone loves Spider-Man. I think Blade is going to be... He's a little bit more of an interesting character because I wouldn't say he is as universally known as a lot of Marvel characters. Um, A lot of people do know he is, but there are a lot of people that don't. So bringing him to a video game is kind of fun because hopefully we get to see a different story or maybe we get to see some backstory on his character depending on what route they go with um however that's something i'm excited for a little bit um shifting gears a little bit into star wars i don't know if you saw the news about hayden christensen but he said playing anakin skywalker on the ahsoka series really got him excited to be acting again and he said he would definitely be interested in coming back for more star wars projects in the future Do you think we have seen the last of Hayden Christensen in Star Wars, or do you think we definitely are going to be seeing more of him in these upcoming projects? Oh, we have definitely not seen the last of him. If they can use him, they will. I mean, he is such a uh, fan service, and and just like in Ahsoka, I felt like they used him really well. It wasn't just a cameo for cameo's sake, and if some way they can ride this story to where he is, the you know the father of the force or like they put something in there where he's just a Soka's guide um you know maybe he goes back and like talks to luke i don't know um so i don't think we've seen the last of him if he's on board um but i i do know that the story has to fit it which i mean he's already there as a force ghost it's so easy to write him in and never mess up canon don't break anything so i really don't see why you would yeah, that was exciting for me to hear, because I know we've heard Ewan McGregor be pretty vocal about him hoping Obi-Wan Kenobi gets a second season. I know you're not the biggest fan of that series. I did enjoy it, though, and I obviously, anytime we can get more Obi-Wan, I'm a fan of it. So hearing that Hayden Christensen does like the direction Star Wars is going in and actually does feel the need that there could potentially be a reason for him to come back as Anakin is awesome, because we hear a lot of time you actors say, if there's a story to be told for that character... 
I'd be willing to come back for it. So right. I think that's always, you know, pretty common thing we hear and hearing that Hayden Christensen is on board is always cool because I mean, that's who we grew up with. So it's kind of like hearing when Hugh Jackman was coming back for Deadpool three, you know, that's exciting because, you know, a lot of us grew up with Hugh Jackman for Wolverine. So kind of getting that same kind of nostalgia feeling of we're going to get to see the person we grew up with. And that's always super exciting. Oh yeah. And, um, it is just such a it's such a refreshment for for those cameos to be used correctly. Um, so, and I feel like Star Wars has really done that like incredibly well. Um, you know, I, I am not the biggest fan of the Obi Wan series, but the the when they used Darth Vader, boy, was it right! That was some of the best Darth Vader content yep. we've ever seen uh, um, outside of Rogue One hallway scene. So. <laughs> well, I think that might be one of, if not the most iconic Star Wars scene for Darth Vader. I mean, it's crazy, too, that that came out when it did. And, you know, we've gotten so much Darth Vader in the past. That Rogue One scene is like a pinnacle of Darth Vader. Like everyone talks about that scene. So that was always super cool to me. But, yeah, I think Star Wars has done a very good job of not really including people into something for no reason. Um, one thing I wish, you know, we talked about a little bit about the Obi-Wan series right now. I really wish we would have got to see more Qui-Gon Jinn in that series. We saw him literally in like the last scene of the entire show. And I feel like there was so much more story that they could have told with that because episode three ends with Yoda telling Obi-Wan, Hey, your, um, your master's found a way to communicate with through you or to you through the force. And we kind of see Obi-Wan throughout the entire show, trying to reach out to the force and talk to Qui-Gon and look for some guidance. And he just never gets it. And that was something, you know, I really wish we'd have got more of because obviously they had Liam Neeson coming back for the role. Really cool. We got to see him there for that five seconds. But I do think Star Wars has done a better job, probably than most projects have, of do, of bringing back somebody and actually making it fit to the story. Yeah, it's almost like they shouldn't have made him a recluse that lost touch with the Force and like stayed like active <laughs> you know, on the most important guard post in the universe. Oh, man, I think we could talk about that. Like, <laughs> as much as I do enjoy it, man, there's so many issues I have with like just the way they treated him. Because like, uh, it's Obi Wan. You know, if we know Obi Wan as who he is, he's not gonna allow himself to get out of shape. He's not gonna allow himself. You know, he's probably you could make an argument he's the most disciplined Jedi of all time. So just to, uh, all right, but that's a that's a topic for another story or another day. Um. Some other news that we saw is it looks like Andor Season 2 will be getting delayed until 2025. How do you feel about that? Do you Are you happy that it's getting delayed? Because it kind of sounds like they're trying to make sure all their ducks are in a row and we're going to get a really good season. Or do you wish we were still getting it next year? Um, I, I mean, I don't. I never mind a show getting delayed as long as the project is where it's supposed to be. Just like uh, Daredevil Born Again. If it's getting delayed to give us better quality, I, that's fine. Um, you know, it's not like uh, they're canceling it. It's not like the actors are like, oh, well, I'm going to sign off of it now because, you know, it's so late. Um, so I do, I don't, I don't mind that at all. See, I, I feel the same way. Um, they did say a big reason for it was due to a lot of the writers and actor strikes, which I think we all kind of expected that. I mean, that was right kind of during the prime of that stuff starting out when we got season one, season two, they started working on, but they didn't get very far. So as long as it's for some good reasons and they're really just trying to make some things, you know, make it perfect, make it as perfect as they can. I still think we do have a good slate for next year. As far as star Wars go, looks like we're going to be getting that show, the acolyte, which we haven't seen a trailer on. I don't know if you ever got to see the trailer that I sent you that got leaked because he got taken down really quick. So I don't remember if you got to see that or not. I um, did. The little I did get to yeah, see it. Yeah, so it did look good. So that's something I think, obviously the trailer is low quality, so we didn't really get to see it for what it truly is. That one's slated. Um, Bad Batch Season 2 is still supposed to come out next year, which I am a huge Bad Batch fan. Um, it's honestly become one of my favorite animated, as good as the animated stuff as we've gotten for Star Wars is, I almost find myself looking forward to that more than anything, because I just hmm. think it's great. Um, Skeleton Crew is still projected to come out next year, um, and then we get another Tales of the Jedi. So, still a pretty solid slate for a 2024, if you look at it that way. We're getting two brand new projects and two season twos. I do wish one of those season twos was a live-action project, but I love animated so much it doesn't bother me too bad. But we do get two new live-action ones. Is there one of those that you're looking forward to more than any of the others, or are you looking forward to them all? 
Tales of the Jedi. I I just thought Tales of the Jedi was so well done. There wasn't a miss episode. Um, they were so clean. They were so uh, well animated, and they they expanded the story appropriately, um, and didn't have any fluff. You know, um, I I did like the Bad Batch. It is not like it didn't hit for me like it does for some other people. So um, there is a little bit of that for me. Like you know, I'm not super excited for that one. Um, but yeah, definitely Tales of the Jedi is one that I'm very much uh, excited for. Now, I know Tales of the Jedi is one of those shows a lot of people have been talking about of what direction they think they're going to go with the show. I've been seeing a lot of people say they think this upcoming season is going to be talking about Balin Skull and when he was with the Jedi Order and kind of giving us some more backstory to that character because we don't know a whole lot about him. Have you thought any bit about where that show is going to go? Do you think it potentially... Will pick up with something like that, or do you see it more kind of doing what they did in season one, talking a little bit more about Ahsoka's journey post, you know, the Jedi Order and stuff like that? Um, I, I honestly, I just hope we get more Count Dooku. Um, the the <laughs> so a lot of people feel that way. The Ahsoka stuff was cool, but honestly, my favorite parts were were the Count Dooku. Um, it's such a, a awesome character study of, of why he fell from the Order, what he did, and and what was really working behind the scenes of why the Jedi were getting sluggish to fall to the Sith is one of the reasons he left the Sith. Uh, Sith. So, um. Honestly, that was really fun, and those are the type of expansions that I want. Um, the Ahsoka stuff was great. I loved, I loved her little man, her fighting that Inquisitor um, in the camp. Uh, that was incredible. Uh, what a wonderful moment. Um, uh, the child Ahsoka uh, was fine. Uh, honestly, I thought that may have been the weakest episode. Um, and then, um, man, I just blanked on it. But the, well, the yaddle, the yaddle, getting characters yes. like that, like yaddle. But I, I don't necessarily need a Balin, because, um, I, I, man, he did such a good job. We don't know where he's going with it. I, I don't necessarily, like, I kind of like that mystery of, mm-hmm. of who he was. Honestly, I would rather see um, maybe the um, Shin Hadi in it a little bit even though okay. she's not a, she even though she's not a jedi uh maybe see like uh and honestly i guess if we're gonna see her we're probably gonna see balin um maybe maybe raise her up but let her be the character focus instead of balin okay. um if we're gonna pick somebody from the new order um obviously it would be cool to see some kanan kanan jarrus oh. um and then my one of my kit fisto I really like Kit Fisto. <laughs> um, so if we could see some Kit Fisto or some Mace Windu and just some amazing moments from them, just some of the cool Jedis, even Plo Koon, um, that we haven't got a ton of content from, just expand on some of those. Because, I mean, there's so many people um, in the like the original that we haven't expanded on um, that I really don't think we need more Ahsoka. I mean, how much, how much content do we have Ahsoka um, in Star Wars? Like, it's a lot. It is a lot, and it's almost to the point where you're almost starting to feel like, is she the chosen one, right? Because it's <laughs> like, she is the focus of everything, and I love Ahsoka. I think she's a great character. Don't get me wrong, and I'm sure you feel the same way. We both like Ahsoka, but there are so many awesome characters. You know, I would love to see, I know this doesn't fit the Tales of the Jedi stuff, but I think it'd be so cool if we got like some Jango Fett stuff, and when he was, you know, becoming a bounty hunter and working Ooh, his way okay. through the ranks i would love to see a show based on that but if we're sticking to the tales of the jedi yeah obviously kit fisto plo Koon, mace windu um there are so many cool people that if they just give us you know six 15 minute episodes about something it's cool because we got to see that with count dooku and it makes you relate with the character so much more so they do a really good job of telling these short stories I'm happy with the direction they went with it. I do personally would love to see some of the Balin stuff, you know, see him working up. I would like to see kind of what you said about Shin, maybe do like a 50-50 show Balin in the Jedi Order, show how he found Shin. They kind of shift the transition to more of what Shin's motives are, where, you know, all that stuff. I would love to see that. And if I had to guess, I do think that's where they're going to go with it because I feel like Star Wars as a whole, 
is all hands on deck on building this story right now. I think we're going to start seeing everything shift towards the Ahsoka stuff. Even some of these new shows that we're getting, like Skeleton Crew and things like that, um, I do think that's going to have an impact in the Ahsoka universe somehow. So I think a lot of that stuff is going to shift that direction. So I would not be surprised if this next Tales of the Jedi is definitely focused on building more of those characters up. Yeah, and I I completely agree with that. Like I I I think that's probably where they'll go, uh, trying to move forward um, with some of their newer characters and try to get them a little bit more uh, content based, ex- excited for them. Um, but I I do just man, I feel like. I feel like I'd really rather just kind of see some of the the others that were were left out. Yeah, hundred percent. There's just there's so many cool Jedi. Um, one of the other things I wanted to ask you about, and we don't talk a whole lot about the sequels on here because we're just not fans of them. However, there was an interview with Adam Driver recently talking about Kylo Ren, and it seems like a big issue with the sequels was just a lack of planning. We've talked about it before. It didn't seem like the directors ever communicated with each other while they were doing this. It seemed like they were all trying to make their own story inside of each of these movies. And Adam Driver actually had a thing to say, you know, Kylo Ren was never supposed to have originally supposed to have a redemption story he was supposed to become almost like the new emperor he was never supposed to you know have this connection with ray it was originally planned that he was going to just be the villain of the entire thing do you think that would have helped the sequels or do you think that would have been something that hurt it even worse than we what we got it could have only helped it yeah i thought the same thing when i read that i thought the kylo ren just owning up to being a villain was would have been perfect when he was talking about it i was like well that would have been exactly what that sequel needed because we don't need that line somehow the emperor returned if kylo ren is the main villain that's right just like it should have been darth maul uh being the villain um that would have been an an acceptable substitute um however i I do not think uh I, i do not think that could have done anything but help the sequels yeah, I thought that was cool, and it makes me it makes just makes me so sad hearing some of these things that come out about the sequels because we really could have got something so special when you hear some of these potential stories that we could have gotten, and it's almost like they picked the absolute worst one, and it just blows my mind every time I hear stuff about those movies, and it irritates me at the same time because I'm like, oh, that actually could have been good. How did we get what we got? <laughs> I don't. Ryan I don't Johnson, get it sometimes. dude. Ryan Johnson. I, I really don't, but. Um, that's most of the news I had seen this week. I don't know if you picked up on anything else that there's anything of interest you wanted to talk about. Um, I honestly, majority. I honestly had not even seen half of the stuff that you said. The only thing I've been following this week was the uh, um, Jonathan Majors case, and we yep. didn't even get a verdict on Friday. Hopefully, we see one on Monday and see uh, see where he falls. Um, so it's. It's up in the air, so I, I really don't have any other news. Um, so it's uh, balls in your court. Well, I, I do feel like you know, speaking on that just briefly, I do feel like Marvel as a whole is really watching that pretty intently because that could alter really the future of Marvel with what we've got so far. Um, obviously, I do think there's a way of pivoting out of Kang being the main villain. I actually think you know we talked about Loki. You heard a lot of those reports coming out that Loki made it hard for Marvel to pit away or to False. spin away from a. Kang villain. I honestly feel like it made it a lot easier than what originally we had thought. So I think a lot of people are still watching that. Um, obviously, I hope it comes out you know the right way it needs to. Uh, but I really, I really hope he's clear because I think he does a really great job as Kang. Yeah, I, I think he's, I think he's a wonderful actor. Um, I, I don't know, I don't know him as a human. Uh, from yeah. what I've seen, though, it looks like he is going to be cleared. Um, so we'll we'll see. Um, but hopefully they just get the right verdict, and then we can yep. move on from this uh, terrible uh, six-month news cycle. Yes, because I'm sick of I'm sick of that being the headlines that I'm seeing from Marvel because it's like every day it's like, oh, here's some new information about this, and I'm just sick and tired of hearing about it. But we'll get into some of these questions from this awesome list that you found. Um, talking about some Star Wars stuff, I feel like we've talked about Star Wars and Marvel a lot on the show, but those are probably our two biggest things that we are interested in. Um, And so the first question that was on this list was, who is your favorite Jedi? And I will let you go ahead and take the lead on this one. And then I would love for you to tell me why he is your favorite or she is your favorite Jedi. So my favorite Jedi is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, 
he is my favorite just because that's that was uh honestly the best character in the the um prequels and the ones i grew up and loved uh an original from you know the source of hope the 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 guider the director from the the ogs uh four through six and then in the the prequels you know he was he was um played by ewan gretter he was just uh, so cool and such a uh, a wise character and his powers just his relationship with Anakin as a mentor how good he was uh, his charisma on screen um, his duel of the fates with Darth Maul like what and just so many moments that were just amazing um, and I had you know my my cousin that we love Star Wars his favorite was always Anakin um, so <laughs> I kind of like chose Obi-Wan by default you know the wholesome character um, just so I, I just love Obi-Wan and that's honestly the reason I have such trouble with the um, Obi-Wan series is because he took they took my favorite character and they were like let's do something unique and destroy his destroy his you know character um all these traits that people loved in him wouldn't it be awesome if we just made him a down and out sad sap that lost connection with the <laughs> with the force um so that that's really why i have such issues with it because i just feel like he was done so dirty it goes against his character and the character is my favorite because of those things because of his hope because of his undying uh you know servitude to the force and he, like he's just all in you know he's all in but he's still compassionate he still loves his friends and then his arc with uh it's not uh oh my goodness um uh, in uh the clone wars with his uh with his lover sabine, who is or not sabine, not sabine. Uh, satine satine yeah i wanted to say sabine yep. and that's why i held my tongue but satine <laughs> you know um you know just such a cool moment to see some of his his backstory like he's just so good um such a great character so that's my favorite jedi and and a little bit of why i could run i could run on for a long time but uh we i feel like probably everyone on here has picked up why i love him from how much i dislike <laughs> the series um but what about you what what's your favorite jedi and well why? it's funny you say obi-wan because he's actually my favorite jedi as well um Obviously, all the reasons you mentioned are great, but my favorite thing about him, the thing that always stood out to me, was he was that guy, you know, Yoda, I love in episode three, you see Yoda say, you have to, basically say you have to go confront Anakin, you have to go kill him. And he's hesitant to do it because Anakin is like his brother. He's like, well, send me to go fight the Emperor, right? He just, he's yeah. really, he's prepared to do anything, and he's willing to do whatever he has to do. He's that guy that, if you need something done, you can count on him to do it. Yoda's like, I just don't think you're powerful enough. You, why don't you go take care of Anakin? And guess what? Even though he's not as good of a fighter as Anakin, I think we could agree to that. He's not as strong in the Force as he, as Anakin is. He gets the job done. And that has yeah. always been the thing that I love about him. We see him go fight General Grievous. He's outmanned by a lot when he first jumps down in there and confronts him. But he just straight up does it. And then he takes care of business. And that's always been my favorite thing about him. I always love that guy that you can just, hey, just go do this. And then they just go, go do it. You know, that is so cool to me. That has been my biggest thing. Obviously, I love the OG trilogy. I actually like how he is that hermit in the desert. I think it's cool. Um, we, I think that is one of the things that the Obi-Wan series did well is towards the end of the show, we see him really kind of get back to who he was. And you see him go off into the desert with the Force Ghost of Qui-Gon, and he's going to train. And when we see him in the original trilogy, he's still as well-versed in the Force. You know, we see him using Jedi mind tricks on the Stormtroopers. I just love that character. I think he is the definition of a Jedi. You know, we see people say, like, this is the a, this is a Jedi, this is a gray Jedi, this is... this Obi-Wan is a Jedi, and that is by far my favorite thing about him. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I I mean, you you have great great taste. Um, you know, we we disagree a lot on here actually more than I thought we would uh, yep. when we started this, but uh, full agreement on that one. And and wonderful point by the way. Yeah, I, I just love the go get it done and he'll get it done. So, moving on to the second question, and I already know my answer is probably going to shock you. So, I'm going to go ahead and let you take the lead on this one again. What is the favorite character lightsaber? Who do you think has the coolest lightsaber design? And then I wanted to add a little caveat onto this question. Okay. What is your favorite lightsaber color? So those can be two different questions there. But if you were a Jedi, what kyber crystal would you want to have? 
Okay. Um, so I absolutely, my, you know, there's so many cool Jedi lightsabers, and there's so many that I like. Uh, Mace Windu's obviously stands out just from the, the sheer uniqueness and the backstory of how he got the Jews purple. Um, that's really, really cool. And then you go to uh, Ezra, Ezra's in the uh, in Rebels and, and how unique his are, and then him building Kanan Jarrus's just like it in the Ahsoka show, um, and so many cool ones. But honestly, the one that stands out to me, the one that is definitely my favorite lightsaber, uh, the the one that you always wanted to see was the uh, the OG Darth Maul uh, lightsaber. Okay, okay. Um, from Duel of the Fates, that that thing was just the coolest thing to see him light up that one side and then the other side. Uh, just absolutely incredible. We had a kid at in in grade school that he had the plastic Darth Vader one and it was just so cool everyone else you know they had <laughs> Obi-Wan's or they had you know Luke's or they had um uh Anakin's but you know when when he walked in with that one everyone was like whoa how cool and you know we talked about Count Dooku and his unique one but I just never liked I don't like his fencing fighting style with like the parrying and stuff. Like I, I, I just don't like his. Fi- I don't know what what um what number what uh, form it is. Or, yeah, yeah. What, what number form it is. But I just don't love that. But man, I just adore the dual lightsaber. And and honestly, uh, the one from the Clone Wars also I could say. Um, but I just think the classicness of like when I was a kid loving that one so much. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the OG. Um, okay over that one. Oh, that's I love that story especially about you know as a kid everyone was playing with lightsabers on the playground. So I can literally I don't know if you've seen the meme of Joe Rogan when they're he's at the UFC fight and it has the cameras on them. They see the knockout and they're all like, "Oh!" I always see that meme with whenever uh, it says like kids when Darth Maul ignited the second blade on his lightsaber and oh, it's yeah. that and it's like that's so true because that moment you're just like oh my gosh I didn't know that was possible so I love that story especially because I just picture you little Zane when you saw him coming <laughs> with the Darth Maul lightsaber and be like oh my gosh so I love oh, that's a great pick you did really one of my favorite things that you mentioned though was the Ezra lightsaber especially his first lightsaber with the the, the blaster, blaster to it yeah such a cool idea um i really really love that lightsaber and like i said mine is definitely going to surprise you and i hate that i like this lightsaber so much but when we're talking about just straight up designs you mean you might not even remember what this looks like um but I, this is probably the only good thing i have to say about these movies at the end of the sequels in the rise of skywalker when ray is in the desert and she ignites the yellow bladed lightsaber the lightsaber itself is actually extremely cool looking. And if you wanted to look it up real quick so you can get an idea of what I'm saying, that lightsaber, when I saw it, I was like, of course they give probably the coolest looking lightsaber I personally have ever seen to one of my well, least I, favorite characters in all of Star Wars. I actually know what it looks like. And honestly, the, the hilt of it like honestly has a, a lot of resemblance to Darth to, Maul's yep, It does. Um, yep. So I do know what it looks like. I love the spikes on it. It is yeah, very that is cool. literally yeah. That is one of the big things for me. The spikes are so cool. And then if you look towards like you know the top of the hill, you start to look down a little bit. You can actually see the blade of the lightsaber in the in the lightsaber hilt itself because there's like some vents. I always okay. thought that was so cool looking. Um, I I love that lightsaber. I love how it looks. I love how she's got like kind of the. The wrapping around the lightsaber, kind of symbolic of her staff that she used in The Force Awakens. I really like that. I do like that they, I just like that lightsaber. And it pains me that that is my favorite one. I don't know why. Uh, Close second for me is Luke Skywalker's. I love that lightsaber. His green one. Let me preface that with the green one. Okay. I think that is one of the cleanest looking lightsabers. I remember when we saw that in the Mandalorian season two. When I saw him walk in and I saw that that hilt, I was like, Oh my gosh, we're back. So that one, I love that lightsaber. Um, so that, th- unfortunately, that's mine, but I do think it's still a cool one. And I think it's hard to argue that it's not one of the cooler looking ones is Ray's. Oh, I, I, I do. Um, that one is so cool. And then the one, the one that the Wookiee made out of wood, that one yes, was really cool yes. too. <laughs> um, so, uh, I honestly, man, that impressive pick. Um, it's cool that the one, you know, uh, the one was buried in the sand for you. Um, yep. You know, wait, that wasn't that wasn't Luke. No, was no. It? 
Uh, Luke's was where was Luke's thrown over this his uh, I shoulder? I think his might have been thrown. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a great moment, one of the best. Right. Uh, so, um, but uh, cool that you can pick something out of those yeah, movies. I found something about the sequels that I like. So you know, there's, there's a little on the positive back for me. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay. So on with that question though, if you were a Jedi, what would be your favorite? What color lightsaber would you like to have? Um, I just I loved um the um. So I think the white lightsabers are super cool because they yep. are pure purified Sith kyber crystal. Mm-hmm. I think that's incredible um, with the story. But I really love the the very light blue hue that um, okay. Ezra and Kanan have. Um, and also I love how thin their blades are. I love that style of, of animation that theirs were thinner instead of the, the traditional thick. Um, so I, I think I would have the light blue. Um, and I know that's that's kind of like what your force would put into it, so I probably get that. Um, but if I could choose, that was that would be the one that I would choose. Well, it's funny you mentioned the the skinnier star lightsabers. I remember a lot of people didn't like that about the Rebels show. That, that was one oh, of the big complaints about it. And then as people watched the show, I think they did kind of fall in love with the the look of it. I was one of the same. I, I agree with you. We're agreeing a lot on this episode, so we need to we need to stop doing that because you know that's what people come to watch is to listen to us argue. But that's right. Yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but um, I actually like the thin style too because I just think it looks more fluid. I think I, I think it makes sense too. Sometimes there's one of the things we've talked about. We keep bashing on the Obi Wan Kenobi series. Those lightsabers were way too thick. I felt like those things were huge, and I was like, "What, what are they using? Long swords now? Like, what, what do we got going on here?" Um, but light blue is a great color. I've always been a big fan of the green lightsabers. Um, whenever I played through the Jedi games, Jedi Fallen Order and Survivor, I always picked the green ones. Um, I think the orange ones are cool. The yellow ones are really cool, just because they're symbolic of that, you know, gray Jedi, that kind of balance. I think those are really cool, and I love that we actually have the lore to talk about the lightsaber colors too, because it makes it more fun. But I do think I would have to go with green. I think that's just always been mine. Blue would be a very close second, though. Oh, um, yeah. If I Honestly, if I was cool enough, I would have one blue and one green. Mm. But I don't think I would be that powerful of a Jedi, if we're being honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I'd I just mean, have to pick my one and be happy. Yeah, the, the green green is my favorite color. But honestly, I just love the, the white that shines through in the blue. Ah, so cool, and yeah, I, cool. I did just Google a picture of how thick those were because I, I kind of I guess I'd erase that. I think that's because they use practical um, sabers yeah. the entire time, like that actually lit up like very bright. Um, so I, I think that's one of the reasons they're so thick. Yeah, it's just and they I don't. There's one scene in particular when he confronts Vader for the first time. It's right before he gets burned in the fire. And I saw the hilt on that thing, and I was like, his hand can barely fit around it. It doesn't make sense. I was like, I just, I'm not a fan of it. So let's, well, when let's you move lose, on. When you lose connection with the Force, you know your hands shrink. Yeah, he's <laughs> like that. What is it? The old is it the old Wendy's or Burger King commercial where he's just like, I have these tiny hands. Yeah, Wendy's. That, that was Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, oh goodness gracious! But moving on from our favorite character, the lightsaber. Our next question up on the list is our favorite Sith. So I'll let you go ahead. We'll continue letting you lead the way on these questions. Who's your I, favorite Sith? In Star Wars? I can't imagine that we're going to disagree on this one. Okay. Um, because I, I know who your your Mount Rushmore is of villains. Um, yep. And if your Mount Rushmore of villains contains one Star Wars character that's a Sith, I would say that it's the same. But for me, it's Darth Vader. Yep. Uh, it just does not get better. It, he is honestly potentially the best villain of all time um his his presence his his redemption arc at the end uh his fall from grace as anakin um we just we i love his character and man what rogue one and even the the obi-wan kenobi show did for him was incredible his presence his fear his his strength in the force and in the comics man when he's like he's in uh it's when he's surrounded by like hundreds of people and they're like he i I have you surrounded and he says all i'm surrounded by is dead men it's like (laughs) holy (laughs) cow chills dude it's literally goosebumps so i I, it's got to be him a close second for me is Darth Maul, but it's not uh, as close as uh, some might think. 
Yeah, oh, dude, you you said it. You know me. Darth Vader is definitely my favorite. All the points you said are just awesome. But, like, his presence when he shows up, it's second to none. I've never seen someone show up on any show. It's And I'm one, I'm a huge fan of when you, you see that first appearance of a character that you've been waiting to see or something like that. Those are probably the most, you know, goosebump jerking moments, right? When we see in... Um, no way home when toby and andrew show up it's like oh my gosh but when darth vader shows up it's that same feeling but you literally can't say anything right people don't freak out and cheer when darth vader walks onto the screen it's complete silence and just watching what's about to happen it's such a completely different style of when the hero shows up and he has that with the villain showing up and i think that is just absolutely awesome and when i was thinking about this question i was thinking about oh you know what are some other sis obviously darth maul is great i thought savage oppressed from the clone wars was a cool one mm, okay. um, count dooku is a good character and then i was like the emperor but when i thought about all those characters i was like i don't even think the emperor is a good villain yeah. literally the only reason he is what he is is because of darth vader and i think that's what you know just speaks even more to who he is as a character um yeah so darth vader is obviously mine i you know you said it with that comic book line i I need that picture i need a picture of that comic framed right just to put on my wall like that whole that would be so cool but yeah i think he's he's got to be number one i don't anyone that can argue that i feel like the only argument probably is darth maul because you know it's darth maul he's got a cool arc as well but yeah and and he's expanded upon in the in the Clone Wars, he gets a wonderful arc. Yeah, uh, exactly. And then, and then even a better arc in Rebels, I'd say, actually. Oh, yeah, I think when he showed up in Rebels, and I'm sure when you watched it for the first time, I don't know if you knew he was in Rebels. I didn't. But, yeah, so I've, I'm sure when you saw him show up, you were like, holy cow. I was like, just man, cool. this show just keeps getting better. <laughs> Rebels has that effect on people. But moving on from our favorite Sith, this is a question I think is kind of interesting because there are so many different droids in Star Wars. You could go so many routes with this. You could pick something like a bounty hunter droid, an assassin droid. You could even go with someone like an astromech, like R2-D2. So tell me, who is your favorite droid in Star Wars? Now, I, I cannot imagine that we actually um, agree on this one. This okay. one is one that we will agree disagree on. I, I hope, uh, you know, I'm hoping for some conflict now. Um, <laughs> uh, I I despise so much of the droids in in Star Wars. Like Ch- Chopper is annoying. I don't find him endearing. I don't like him. Um, every single time I was watching the Clone Wars, because and I saw that it was a full dra- droid episode, I was like, skip. Um, I was like, I scanned through to make sure there was like no actual meaningful content, and I was like, all right, next. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm at like when this question came up, I was like, none, and then I was like thinking, and I was like, <laughs> just can I skip this question. Yeah, skip. No, I don't like them. Oh. And I was like, wait, there is a droid I love, and it's the Droidica. I love the Droidica. Okay. Um, I think it's such a cool concept. When the only the only droid that could force a Jedi into using one of the most elusive powers of of uh, you know force speed, um, you know, <laughs> in, in Episode One um, with uh, Qui Gon and Obi Wan, yep. you know, the only appearance of one of the most powerful uh, uses of the force that I'd say. Um, was uh, because of a droidica and then also like I love the arc in Clone Wars where they they had to train to throw the to use the throwables correctly to get past the force field that wow. was really cool um, just a really cool concept with it and then uh, really planned out well you know there is weaknesses but they are just so strong yeah. uh, and they they struck fear when they showed up like you were fearful and I like that like you know a lot of them, you know, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan were just, like, chopping through and, you know, no issues at all. But when a Droidica shows up, like, our characters, like, they struggle. And I like yep. that. I think that's a great choice because I feel like they're one of those droids that, as cool as they are, I remember as a kid, I used to think that was, like, the coolest droid. Like, when I'm playing Star Wars Battlefront on my PS2 back in the day, and I was playing as the Separatist, I was using a Droidica, right? Oh, you yeah, rolling around, up. baby. Yeah, you're capturing a command post by yourself because you have a shield. That was the coolest part. The droid I'm going to pick is probably one you might not have even heard of. It's a little bit more of a droid based on Legends. 
um, is one that I would really like for us to see in some form or fashion. I don't know if we'll ever get to. Um, his name is actually Mr. Bones. I don't know if you've ever heard of this droid before. No. Okay, so Mr. Bones, I would highly recommend just do a Wikipedia search on him because he's a really interesting droid. He's actually a B1 battle droid, which is just you know the generic battle droids that we see throughout all of Star Wars. But the cool thing about this one was he was a modified B1 battle droid that was used kind of as a personal bodyguard. And his name was Mr. Bones basically because he was ruthless. I mean, he would kill people and use their bones as armor and things like that. He was, okay. he, he started to develop his own personality. Um, and kind of, you know, after, if he wasn't protecting the guy who made him, which I believe his name was Tim and Wexley or something like that. Um, you know, he was, he was just a savage. <laughs> so he's a really, really cool droid. Not a whole lot of people heard about him. And I had never heard about him until I was listening to a podcast. And it's been probably about a year ago since I heard about him for the first time. And they started talking about him. I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Did a little bit of research on him. He is just a really, really cool droid. I've always liked the design of the B1 battle droids. I think they look cool. Oh, yeah. When I heard about this one, you know, one of his hands is like a hook, not a hook. It's more of like a, a knife almost. And he uses, he literally stabs people with it. His other hand, he usually carries a blaster in. Like I said, he uses bones as armor. That's where he gets the name Mr. Bones. Um, really, really cool droid. If you haven't, like I said, if you guys haven't heard about him, he's super cool. I would highly recommend looking him up. He's painted red. Um, he's just awesome. So really cool droid. And like I said, look him up if you haven't heard about him because he's cool. So, All right. Moving on from favorite droids, I don't think this is one we'll spend a whole lot of time on. What is your favorite planet that you've seen in Star Wars? My favorite planet's Kamino. Um, okay. There's uh, the uh, Kashyyyk is a close second, but okay. um, I, I think Kashyyyk in Star Wars uh, Fallen Order is just so pretty and so beautiful, and it's such, so fun to climb the Great Tree and to see everything that, that goes on there. Um, so, uh, Kashyyyk is very cool, but Kamino, man, Jet Obi-Wan's fight with, uh, the, um, Jango Fett, and then also just all the droids, and then the Bad Batch has so many really cool scenes on it, expounds it even more, uh, and just a planet completely covered by water is just really cool, so, um, of, of a question that's, um, I don't know uh, how you can necessarily have a favorite planet. I wouldn't want to live on it, but uh, like from like visually and then all of uh, just what we got to see content wise, um, it's pretty cool. So that's probably the one I'd pick. I think those are great. I think probably my favorite, I, I did a little bit of thinking on this question. I really am a big fan of Coruscant. And I know that's kind of a basic question. I just like that. It's kind of the hub. It's kind of like you'd almost equate it to like New York city or something like that. It's just like, the hub of everything that goes on, you know, so much stuff is based on what's happening in Corazon. It's like the, the galaxy's capital. Um, I think that's really cool. But one that I really like, and I always love when we get to see it is Naboo. I think Naboo is such a beautiful planet. Oh, um, yeah. I loved in episode one, we've been talking a lot about episode one. I love when they're in on Naboo and, you know, just going through the streets of it. I think it's just such a cool looking. The um, Gungans. Yeah, I love everything about them being like, yeah, it's just cool. I think it's just got so many cool things about it. Yeah, the Gungans underwater. It's just cool. I mean, I think it's got like, I remember talking about Star Wars Battlefront again. That was one of my favorite maps to play on was when you played on Naboo because it just looked cool. It had bright colors. Um, it's just very pleasing to see. So that is my favorite planet. So moving on from favorite planet, we have our favorite creature in Star Wars. Who is your favorite creature? My favorite creature actually comes from Rebels, um, and it's definitely the White Loath Wolf. Um, okay. I just, man, such a cool moment when they, you think they're they're extinct, and then obviously the saviors of, of Kanan and, and uh, Ezra. Um, so that was uh, definitely my favorite creature. Um, second to that would be a Wookiee. Um, I love the Wookiees. Um, if I like Kashyyyk, I love the Wookiees and their uh, episode three with Yoda on on there. I mean, so awesome. But as far as like, I kind of see them more as a humanoid um, and not as much as a creature. Um, yeah. So I, I definitely the White Loaf Wolf um, from Rebels would be my favorite. I think the low fools are really cool, like you said, because everyone thought they were extinct, but they were really just waiting for the perfect time to reveal themselves again, um, just because of that deep connection to the Force they have. I gotta say, for mine, I had a couple, and I really like um, Rancors. I think they are so cool. 
I, I know we talk a lot about certain things. I actually thought the scene in the Book of Boba Fett where he's riding the Rancor, I thought that oh, was man. epic. Ate that Obviously, up, huh? Yes, dude. I was like, let's go. We're finally getting to see some Rancors really. Because really up to that point in the you know shows and movies, we kind of just see them get cut up by Luke Skywalker and stuff like that. So seeing one actually in full force and how much damage they can cause, I thought that was really cool. And then the second one that I really like is Purgle. I think Purgle are really cool. Oh, yeah. I, kind of that same thing with the Loth Wolves. They're very mysterious. You don't really get what their whole agenda is. They're kind of just doing their own thing, floating around in space, you know, being whales and all. So I really like Purgle. I think they're cool. And I love that they can travel through hyperspace just by themselves. I think that's super, super cool. Uh, but that that is probably my two creatures that i think are the coolest but if i had to pick one i think i would rather have a pet rancor than a pet purgle but that's just i don't me. know man i feel like <laughs> I, feel, I feel like if i could travel if i travel through hyperspace that is pretty know? it is pretty cool it is pretty I, cool i mean i yeah probably purgles are number three for me honestly uh if or number two if uh wikis don't count but i yeah. I, I love that pick um rancors are, are amazing they are so cool um and then i know you've got the play jedi survivor but you also get like a bunch of interactions with them on there yes. so uh, yes. very very good pick jake you know yeah I, I really like them i think rancors and when you fight them in jedi survivor man are they not fun to fight because they're very 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 hard to kill but they're very <laughs> satisfying to kill as well so those are my favorite creatures um moving on to the next one is your favorite quote in all of star wars and man are there a lot to choose from so i'm excited to see what you decided was your favorite quote i mean it's such a hard hard question um uh the one that I was like thinking about that I really love is that you know, um, uh, do or do not. There is no try. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that quote because honestly, like, it's just so uh, it embodies Yoda. Uh, and then even I, I watched um, uh, you know, in Rebels when he's like, "What does that even mean?" You know, Kate, uh, you know, I never really understood. He just said it, and I, you know, I tried to follow it, like. <laughs> He, you know, so like it's so funny um, to see kind of like how how often like that said. Um, it was a huge one from the OG ones, but honestly, my favorite one's probably the entire entire dialogue um, between Obi Wan and Anakin as he burns alive. Um, oh, you dude. know, you were the chosen one. It, um, it was said that you were to destroy the Sith, not join them. Uh, you were to bring balance to the Force, not leave it in darkness. And the way he delivers that line, and then Anakin responding with the screaming agony of "I hate you," and then he says, "You know, you are my brother, Anakin. I loved you." Probably the last one of that um, line, which is "You are my brother, Anakin. I loved you." That's probably my favorite quote. Not one that I say, you know, often, um, but like. It's not memeable, but man, what an emotional scene and, and moment. So, um, I also love the start of that fight. Uh, oh, dude. Uh, uh, you will try. Man, <laughs> you know, dude, it's peak. It's peak Star Wars. And, you know, I love the mug that has like all of the first letters of the of that entire uh, conversation. I just felt like that was a little too long. So, I, I did choose the, you were my brother, Anakin. I loved you. Um, just man and you know i can't deliver it you know like he does um oh I, the you, passion, come on let's you know? let's hear your best nah 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 we're good we're good the kids are sleeping i, I get too intense you know <laughs> well, those are great quotes especially i mean you could really just say that whole 30 minute scene. fight scene yeah it it has so many of them i mean i've that's probably the scene i've watched of more a movie more than any other movie ever Mm. is the fight scene between anakin and obi-wan because it is so good i mean you didn't we we didn't even talk about it's over anakin i have the high ground sure that's like a meme one but it's like it's so iconic i mean everyone knows what that's from um so i love that whole all those are great um a couple of the ones i love um, you know, talking about there's some that are memeable and some that are not. I've always liked the one Han Solo says, never tell me the odds, because that is uh, such a Han Solo type That is quote. good. Yes, I always have loved that one because it's just fun. You know, it's it fits perfect for that character. Um, obviously, you said do or do not. There is no try. Great quote. We don't know what it means, but, you know, great <laughs> quote. And then 
Um, I think obviously everyone says, may the force be with you. I think that's just such a cool, I've heard so many of the actors from star Wars. I mean, I know Hayden Christensen, they asked him at, I think it was his past star Wars celebration. They said, what's your favorite quote that gets quoted to you? And he, everyone in the crowd is going like, it's over Anakin. I have the high ground and stuff like that. And then he's, he calmly just says, but when someone says, may the force be with you to me, like as a fan, it just oh, hits a little yes. bit differently because, you know, it really is an endearing type thing. Really, really cool. I don't think anyone could ever argue. I think that's one of the coolest things to say to another Star Wars fan and stuff like that, especially if you get to ever talk to one of the actors. So, so many good ones. I think we picked quite a few good ones there, though, as our top favorite ones. Oh, yeah. So moving on to the next one, and this is actually one of my favorite questions on the list, is what is your favorite ship in all of Star Wars? Obviously, there's a ton of cool ones. I definitely have my favorite. I wouldn't be surprised if you have the same one, but I might be surprised if you don't. So what is your favorite ship in all of Star Wars? Uh, So my favorite ship in Star Wars has always been the same since I watched Episode One. Um, and I'm actually sad that they brought it back for the Mandalorian series, and everyone probably knows what that is right now, but the N1 Starfighter okay. uh, is absolutely my favorite ship. The sleekness, Anakin, little Annie, uh, you know, learning to drive that thing and taking down the, the blockade, man. It's just such a cool design, so sleek, um, super powerful, uh, looks like the sports car of yep um the sports cars of the um oh man the ships the you know intergalactic ships so i just absolutely love that ship i think it's so sleek and um i i don't regret that they brought it back for the mandalorian i just think now that that pick is not going to be as unique um because now everybody's like oh mando ship you know it's so cool in one starfighter but i i love that ship before uh mandalorian Uh so that's my favorite and it's very cool and very well executed in mandalorian as well well i so that's not what i expected you to say because my ship is not the same one but i do think that is definitely in my top three because okay even i was the same way i really really love that um ship i think it's super cool you i was waiting for you to say it because i knew you were going to get to it it is a hundred percent the sport car of you know star wars ships it is sleek it is cool it's fast it's got it's bright and yellow it is awesome right like it is yeah the eye-catching ship and where it's from naboo just saying so obviously they got some good designers over there but yeah that one's great Mine is very generic, and I hate that it is so generic. It's but the it is the mil- no. Oh. <laughs> That's cl- that is my second ship. That is my second ship. So it's N one Starfighters three, X Wing is number two, and number one is the Millennium Falcon. Okay, um, okay. I've always had this thing for the Le- Millennium Falcon because I've always liked stuff. So I'm a big collector. We haven't really talked about that a whole lot. Is stuff that you know you collect things, I collect things. We haven't really talked about that a whole lot on the podcast. So that might be something we need to dive into into the future. But I love, obviously, part of collecting is getting some cooler, rarer stuff sometimes. The Millennium Falcon is like, it is that. Like, it is the Millennium Falcon. You know, there's not another one like it. It is, anytime you see it on the screen, um, you know, I'm actually giving some props to the sequels tonight. Because I I love the scenes where the Millennium Falcon was flying through, you know, all the debris and flying through the the old Star Destroyers that were broken down on the planets. I like those scenes. I think they were they're obviously we've never hated on how beautiful those movies are. I mean, they're some of the most breathtaking looking movies we've ever seen. But I love those things. I think they're really cool. Um, so that's one of the things that I think is awesome. Um, I, now, I, I love now you, Falcon. Man, so you loved how they used it in the in the sequels. Yeah, I, I did. I, I love just having it back. I just something about that ship is just I loved them. Honestly, it makes me sad. But when they're crashing it through stuff, that's what it does. Like it, it crashes through everything. I so just I, I, I really cool. disliked how they used it to like um, when it was a hyperspace skip. Was it skipping? Is that what they called it? Yeah, something like that where they kept like yeah. jumping through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like honestly, like man, she, like I just. <sighs> Only Han Solo should be able to fly that ship as good as he did. That's, that's <laughs> fair like, enough. Like, fair enough. Like, man, that's Han's ship. You know? Like, so, like, but, I, it, but I, is it really Han's ship? Because we do know. I, I agree with you. It is Han's ship. I'm just trying to play devil's <laughs> yeah, yeah, advocate yeah, yeah, yeah. there. But yeah, if there yeah, is someone yeah. else that could do it, Lando would probably be Lando up Calrissian, there, too. Obviously, man, we don't. Maybe. And, it, and you got to say. If if Han can do it, Chewbacca probably should be able to do it too because he's the right hand man. So yeah, but you know, 
I, it, I agree. You know, I agree. It is I Han just, Solo's ship, but yeah, I felt like so to me that was that was a part of um, doing like we talked earlier about Hayden Christensen coming back, but you know it has to be the right story. I felt like the Millennium Falcon didn't add to that story. It only did was there for uh, nostalgia, and and I wish I wish that they would have given us another cool ship or, or something else, and just let that that ship be, um, you know, Han letting it go and and losing it, you know, this kind of that stuff. Like, I just didn't love how they used it in that. That doesn't make me like the ship any less, um, but I didn't love how they used it. In the... well, see, you know, you talk about Han letting it go. I think that's kind of one of the things I love about it. He always okay. knew it would end up back in his hands. You know, he kind of has okay. that relationship with it. You know, we, when you see Lando take off with it at the end of the movie Solo, I don't think Han, he, he knows he's going to go back and get that ship. So I, I love, I kind of love that aspect of it. Like, that is his ship. He knows okay. he has to have it. So I, I, that's one of the fun things I like about it. Um, running a little long in this episode, so a couple other questions that were on here were favorite Star Wars movie. I think we both agree episode three. If Absolutely. you disagree, let me know. Nah. Episode three is our favorite Star Wars movie. I think it speaks for itself. Um, next up on that down. list was yeah, hands down. Next up on that list was favorite Star Wars TV series. We talked about it a lot. I think we both agree. Andor is Andor. the best Star Wars TV series. So again, speaks for itself. If you haven't watched it, go watch it, and you'll understand why we say it. But to wrap up the questions, favorite bounty hunter, and I think there's a lot of great bounty hunters. Who is your favorite bounty hunter in all Star Wars? I man, this may uh, this one may surprise you. Um, I I know. Uh... I, I really didn't expect this to be my favorite, but looking back on it, he, he is just definitely by far my favorite, and that's Cad Bane. Okay. Um, I love Cad Bane. Every time he's on screen in the animated series, it's amazing. Um, the only thing the only thing I don't like about Cad Bane is his last fight with, with Boba Fett. He should have wiped the floor with that old man, and they, they <laughs> did him dirty. They did him dirty. Uh, come on, Man. that's Boba Fett. That's Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, it's old, weak Boba Fett who's doing things the just way. Not a ruthless <laughs> killer bounty hunter Boba Fett who's in his prime. Um, so I, I love Cad Bane. Everything he's done to survive, you know, the, the Jedi killer, um, all of his tools at his disposal, uh, how cool he is, his hats. I mean, he just is an awesome character. He's so good at what he does. Um, and you always feel like he's a threat. You always feel like he's a threat. You never feel like he's going to be caught. Um, so I, I do really like that. And I don't even think he's dead. I see that little heartbeat oh, coming I, I, on. I there is no way that Boba Fett with a staff killed him. When yep. multitudes of Jedi did, you know, I mean, he even took on Obi Wan and an apprentice, and uh, didn't didn't yeah. die, which is saying is uh, is a feat most don't come out of uh, when not facing with a lightsaber. So um, definitely Cad Bane. I can't argue that one. Cad Bane is super super cool. Um, when he showed up, and we talked about a Bad Batch, I loved his appearance oh, yeah. in the Bad Batch. It fits so well. When he showed up and they're playing the old Western music, I thought that was so perfect. And that face-off between Hunter, I've watched that scene a ton. It is so well executed. I was When I was watching that live for the first time and I saw Cad Bane, I started freaking out. Started listening to it. The dialogue is perfect. And I was like, well, Cad Bane can't lose this. He, he is the fastest hand in Star Wars. And when he does beat Hunter, I was like, thank you. I was like, they gave him the justice that he deserves as Cad Bane, even though I love Hunter. That was how it should have went. And I yep. love Cad Bane. Super, super cool. I know a lot of people that are listening to this would probably say Boba Fett, but I'm not going to say Boba Fett. I do think good, he does good. have that that presence. I do think he still has it, even though the Book of Boba Fett does hurt it a little bit. He still is Boba Fett. If we can get a show that fixes and shows us more of that ruthless side of him, it's I don't gone. think we'll ever get that. But if they would have got, gone that way, he would probably be a lot of people's favorite still. However, you could argue that he, is he still even a bounty hunter? And after saying that, you probably know where I'm going. I think the Mandalorian is my favorite bounty hunter. Oh. And it all came about when we see that very first scene of the show. When he walks into the bar and he says, I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. I oh, love man. that. You know, talk about favorite quotes. 
I didn't say that one because I wanted to save it for this moment. That one has solidified him as one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. Okay. I love the Mandalorian. I've talked about the sentimental value that I have to the Mandalorian just because he is what saved Star Wars for me. After the sequels, I was like done with it. I was like, I can't believe I've watched so much of these shows and all this stuff. It felt like such a waste of time after that. But then when the Mandalorian came back, it felt all justified again. So he is my favorite bounty hunter. Again, you could probably make the argument he's not even a bounty hunter anymore, but at his core, that is what he is. So that's got to be my favorite bounty hunter. Okay, I, I hey, I I love it. I uh, he could have definitely been on my list. However, I didn't feel like he was um, a true bounty hunter from what we saw. Um, okay, fair enough. So, fair enough. so I, I do. I felt like he was just more of a true Mandalorian. Okay. And not so much of a bounty hunter, especially now in the first season. You're right. Like, man, he is, you know, he strikes fear. He is definitely 100% a bounty hunter, but we quickly see him change into a, a compassionate, um, yeah. you know, father figure who is, is more concerned about the Mandalorians than he is about his bounty hunting. Um, yeah. And so uh, I, I don't think that's a bad pick at all. I love the pick. Um, it just, that's one of the reasons I didn't pick him because I didn't feel like he was. Uh, true enough to a bounty hunter anymore to deserve the top spot for me. Well, I agree with that, and that's why I did preface it with you might not even consider him. Maybe I should say right. season one Mandalorian because that Which he is, is more that bounty hunter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, that's just I love that. I love him. I love the like you said it. He kind of walks into the room and everyone's like, "Holy cow, that's the Mandalorian, and he's a bounty hunter." It's cool. So that's why I really like him. Um. And I picked a lot of new age Star Wars stuff now that I'm thinking about this list. And that kind of surprises me that most of my stuff on this list, I think, came from, you know, more modern Star Wars, you know, not even the original episode one, two, three or four, five and six. Well, so that's kind of funny to think about. But everyone um, loves the new, the new, I mean, the old ones and, and thinks fondly of them. But I'll tell you, man, I, I would rather watch any of the new ones, uh, not sequels sequels we don't talk about but, but i would rather watch any of the prequels than watch any of the of the the oldies and, and oh, that's I not a no, that's not a knock on them it's just it's not what i you know i grew up with them but they never were as cool um you know they're better story maybe but man i just i love the prequels and they're they're much that i mean they stand above you know we we both said revenge of the sith is our favorite um but man i just I could watch *Revenge of the Sith* three times in a row, um, and you know it's just such a good, such an awesome, awesome movie. And I know everybody doesn't like it as much as people who grew up with it, but um, those are the ones I grew up with. So obviously, um, a lot of what we grew up with will end up being our favorite because that's just yep. you know that's a, when you're a kid and and you see stuff for the first time and, and you just start to develop that you just hold a fond spot in your heart for that kind of stuff and so that that's really cool well i think you could also say four five and six are such a product of their time if you know if the graphical stuff would have been where it is today you could definitely make an argument that it's it is every bit as good but it is harder to watch because it is not as visually pleasing. There's a lot of issues with how it looks because you can just kind of see past that stuff or you, you can see through that stuff nowadays. You can't really be tricked as easily. Um, I think those are some of the things that always, you know, it is hard to watch sometimes, but they do have that story. Like you said, you could argue the story might be better. But yeah, we grew up with one, two, and three. That is what we love. And I do think, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, the sequels are probably going to be a lot of people's favorites in 10, 15 years from now when the kids that that's what they grew up with that's what they love. And it, it, it is one of my favorite things about star Wars is, you know, we can agree to disagree on certain things, but at the end of the day, we all just love star Wars. We all love, you know, the content that we're getting, especially nowadays. Um, so I'm excited to see what that argument in the future looks like when there's people our age, you know, in 10 or 15 years that are battling for why the sequels are better than the prequels. That's always going to be fun to talk about. And we obviously are going to win that argument because the prequels are just superior, but yeah, it's hard to lose an our... argument when you're right. Yes. <laughs> So that is all the questions we have for today. Um, again, we always talk about it. If you guys have any questions when you're watching this, feel free to reach out to us. Zane does a great job of putting all of our stuff down in the description below on how to reach us. Zane, is there anything else you wanted to talk about on this episode? 
man, that's it. Hey, um, catch us next week. Um, we're doing a Christmas special. It's going to be a super short one, um, but we're going to drop it on Christmas Eve. If you want to tune into that one, check that out. Um, we're really excited about it. Um, just going over some of our uh, favorite Christmas movies, and we're going to um, – we're going to record that and send it out on Christmas Eve. So if, you, if you're if you curious about that, a little bit of off comic books, um, tune into that one. I hope you, I hope you all uh, tune in. Yes, I'm very excited to do that one. It's going to be fun. Christmas is my favorite time of the year. So if you guys like Christmas, you definitely won't, miss, won't want to miss that episode. But again, thank you guys so much for watching The Weekly Fix. This has been another great episode. Thank you guys again, and we can't wait to see you in the next one. Bye.